0: DJ PK and Ben Golliver joining us, national NBA writer for the Washington Post and author of Bubble Ball. Ben, good morning. Good morning. How are you guys doing? Good. So I'm, uh, I'm intrigued. You're writing a book very quickly after something happened, and sometimes you want more perspective than that, but then I guess there's the advantage of fresh details. There was a lot of reporting on this at the time. Given a few more weeks and a few more months to dig stuff up, are you able to tell us stuff that we didn't know, stuff that's come to light
1: Well, I was in the bubble for 93 days, and so I wanted to take you in there with me. So this isn't about going to try to find some alternate source of everything. I mean, I want to take you right there. And so for me, it was an all-in experience. Um, It was incredibly challenging, and I think it was covered thoroughly and rightfully so. But I think you'll be amazed as you're looking back how many of the things slipped between the cracks. And this isn't just really a basketball story. I mean, it's a public health story. I mean, it's an NBA history story. I think it's also a social justice and political story. And then uh, on top of all of that, you have the business story where the NBA is, you know, facing you know, potential billions in losses and trying to fill in the gaps. And so I think there's a lot going on for me. This is kind of my memoir from the shutdown until the championship uh, celebration when LeBron sprayed me with champagne. And there's an awful lot in there. And I think there's a bunch of stuff that people haven't heard.
2: So there was a lot of things that went on last year inside the bubble. And at that point, sports, we'd had some sports, golf, baseball was about to start up. How was how important was it just for uh, the progression of the country that the bubble actually came off the way it did?
1: I think it was a major turning point. Look, we were all coming out of the pandemic at that point, or I guess two or three months into it, thinking like, will this thing ever end? Our government body is going to be loosening things up? You know, what's the right way for businesses to get back to work and bring employees back? I mean, These were major ethical questions and we kind of needed some hope for, for the sporting environment to be like, Hey, we're not going to just be shut down here for a year. I mean, I remember going in the bubble thinking, you know, if this doesn't work, it could be what, you know, six months, nine months, 12 months for this uh, thing shakes out. So I guess for me, when I look back on it, uh, it's remarkable how well it worked. The rules were so strict. We had four levels of security out there. We had to wear proximity alarms around our necks to make sure that we weren't too close to each other. We had electronic, uh, you know, bracelets essentially to get into our rooms that tracked us around the campus. I mean, all sorts of different things to make sure that the rules were upheld. Of course, we had to wear masks the entire time we were there. And I think if you put all those things together, it made for a strict environment, and it made for a stable environment from a basketball standpoint – And that's really what mattered. They were able to play the games, crown a champion. And I think that was really the legacy of the bubble was the was the great success of having these incredible players on the court uh, playing steady, fascinating basketball, including Utah Jazz versus Denver Nuggets in an unforgettable first round series. I mean, to me, those are the things that I look back on and I, I point to the rules and say the rules made those things happen.
0: So unique problems brought on unique solutions, but how many of them were a one-time deal and how many things that happened in the bubble does the NBA embrace going forward? And we see embedded in the game, you know, five years down the road.
1: Well, yeah, I think the solutions were so thorough in some cases, they turned people off, right? I mean, the life was so hard there in the bubble in terms of just what we were dealing with on a daily basis, kind of the big brother aspect. And then also the isolation aspect now, when it came time to choose for this season, you know, they went the other way on a lot of these things, right? They didn't want people to go back to a bubble. You know, three months was plenty for all the players. And also from a financial standpoint, I think the owner said, look, like, it was great that we were able to put these games on television, but there's a lot of other revenue streams out there, you know, potentially fans and stands, even if it's at a, a smaller number, trying to get the revenue, the um, you know, the memorabilia numbers back up if you're bringing people into your building. And so there, there was a real push, I think, to um, – almost treat the bubble as a, a once-in-a-lifetime experience, if they could. And, you know, I think that, you know, there's there's pros and cons to that. I mean, in the bubble, we had very stable gameplay. The lineups, you know, you saw guys out there almost every single night. Um, and, and the challenging part was, okay, well, you're away from your family and your kids. I think on the flip side, um, this season, we've seen total instability, especially in, in January where we have lots of positive tests. You have guys in and out of the lineups. You have these contact tracing absences where guys are missing teams, but uh, are, sorry, missing games, but they're not even necessarily sick. And, you know, it kind of creates this disrupted schedule. Um, you know, I think that ultimately as we get through this vaccine process, you know, the NBA strategy here of not going back to a bubble, it looks okay because, you know, we've had way fewer positive tests over the last month and a half. As you're heading into the playoffs, you're seeing guys uh, get back healthy on the court and, you know, uh, have more time with each other, kind of build up chemistry and camaraderie on the court. And so I think, you know, it's going to kind of be a best of of both worlds where you're able to have the players out there most of the time and you're able to have fans and stands. That's kind of what people would want. But I don't think there was a lot of motivation to do it again. I think it was so hard and so many sacrifices from all the different parties that nobody necessarily wanted, uh, you know, kind of a bubble part two.
2: You think the basketball itself was better?
1: Yes, absolutely. I mean, I think the quality of play this year has been way low uh, compared to the bubble in part because of the – the injury absences and the, the health and safety absences and also the travel. Look, that was the best part about the bubble was I didn't have to go anywhere. Look, I went to every single playoff game from the second round on. I didn't miss a single one because they were all in the same place. I could get to them really easily. The referees loved the no travel. The players loved the no travel. Um, you know, even if you're in a situation where just like you're down 2-0, right, and like you've got to have that long flight to the other city because and you've got to think about it. I mean, that didn't exist you know, within a playoff series, you could kind of just refocus after every game. And so, um, you know, to me, I think that made for a much steadier product. The shooters got adjusted to these gyms. Um, you know, you saw, you know, some really incredible scoring performances, Donovan Mitchell, uh, Jamal Murray, you know, G- uh, Jimmy Butler with the Miami Heat, Anthony Davis. I mean, some of these guys got into incredible grooves in the postseason. And I attribute that to just the, the single site location. I mean, I came away from it hoping like someday in the distant future, they kind of do what the Super Bowl does and go to one really fun market and just stay there for a couple of weeks and have like a, a two week long party where you've got this, uh, this single site NBA finals. You know, maybe it's London, maybe it's Miami, whatever it might be. And, and, and kind of turn that into a celebration of the sport. I'm not sure they're ever going to do it. But, you know, for this one time experiment, it worked out great.
0: So one playoff, uh, one season of playoffs can kind of inform the next. The Lakers are the defending champs, courtesy of the bubble. Uh, When you look at this year, whether it's – there's so many health questions going in this playoff, but how do you look at this playoffs based on what you saw a year ago? Jamal Murray's hurt, so he won't do those 50-point games. Is Donovan Mitchell likely to with his uh, confidence that he got from last year's playoffs? What do you think?
1: Well, I look at this season kind of as the bubble hangover, right? I mean, you look at all the teams that went deep, whether it's the Lakers, the Heat, the Celtics, the Nuggets. I mean, all those teams have had some challenges this year as they pull themselves together, either from a health standpoint or from just a a fatigue and overloaded work standpoint. And so what I think that does, it opens up the field wide. Now, usually I would say, hey, there's three or four teams in a given year that have a chance to win the title. I think this year it's up to like eight or nine. I mean, this is one of the most wide-open years I can remember. Now, that may narrow if some of these stars come back and and they're completely healthy, right? You look at a guy like James Harden. He's a massive X factor in that Eastern Conference. If he's back and fully healthy, the whole landscape uh, changes. But I think that's really the story heading into these playoffs. It's kind of anybody's bet. You've got a bunch of new blood, whether it's the Utah Jazz, the Phoenix Suns. You can go right down the list of these teams that are going to be in the mix and that maybe weren't true title contenders in years past, I think that's going to make it more fun, more entertaining, more exciting, and certainly it's more unpredictable. I mean, this is the, the hardest year to pick a champion we've had in a while.
2: How about to pick an MVP? Is it Jokic in your mind?
1: Yeah, that one's done. I mean, that's, that's open and shut as easy as it gets. I mean, he's earned it from the consistency factor, and it's just been complete brilliance. He's been so good, I think we actually have to open it up and ask, you know, is he in the conversation as just like best basketball player, period, right? And that title is going to be open here because of LeBron's injury and and just him missing time this year. That title's been LeBron's for an awful long time. Guys like Kevin Durant, Kawhi Leonard, Giannis, Steph Curry, they're always kind of in the mix to, to wear the crown, to sit on the throne. But I actually think Jokic deserves some love too. He is so good at making his teammates better putting them in position to succeed. He's become an unbelievable scoring threat, even though he's kind of a pass-first player. He's got that beautiful jump shot, turnaround, um, you know, silky shot. He can step out and hit the three-pointer now. He's got every post move you could possibly want. And he's the best passing center ever. I mean, period. And I think that he's moved past guys like Arvita Sabonis and Bill Walton in terms of the types of passes he can make, how he can read defenses, and how he can bring the ball up the court. I think it's open and shut for him for MVP, and I think he's even – potentially headed for bigger things. What I love about him, he's super clutch. Like, you get him into the playoffs, he takes his game up a notch. He doesn't shrink from the moment. We saw that last year against the Clippers in the second round, and, you know, I'm expecting to see that again this year. You know, if they face the Lakers, say, in the first round and the the Lakers are all banged up, I I would not count out Jokic. Just because Murray's injured, you know, don't, don't say, oh, that team is done. I mean, they've still got a lot of talent left, and it starts with the big guy.
0: So last thing before we let you go, the question in every market is, can our team do it? Can they win it all in what you just labeled this wide-open season? Can the Jazz do it? And if not, who takes them down?
1: Of course they can do it, yes. I mean, you look at uh, their resume this year, I mean, they've been not only best record, but most dominant. You, know, you look at the point differential stuff, which is often an indicator of which teams are going to go deep in the playoffs in terms of how much are you winning each game by and they have been, you know, smoking everybody in, the, in that statistic. And, you know, they've had a number of big-time double-digit victories, blowout wins. And, again, that just speaks to the, the ceiling on their offense. It's been unbelievable to watch them move the ball, hit the three-point shot, play unselfishly, and play disciplined. It reminds me a little bit of the 2014 Spurs. And, you know, I, I think that's, uh, you know, probably their model, their hope is that they're going to be a team that kind of uh, is one of those, you know, five fingers makes a fist type teams where they're they're, uh, you know, they're better than the sum of their parts. Um, but a lot of teams are going to be able to, you know, go heads up against them. Look, the Lakers and Clippers have positional matchups with the, the forward positions. I know the Jazz have had dogfights with the Sun, seems like every time they play this year. So I don't think it's going to be anyone coasting through this Western Conference. It's going to be an absolute bloodbath, but the Jazz have to be in the mix. And if the Lakers aren't healthy, you could even potentially talk me into saying, you know, the Jazz are the favorites to come out of the West and, Right now, the clock is ticking big time on LeBron and Anthony Davis in terms of getting them healthy and up to speed. And so, you know, if, if the Jazz aren't the favorites to me in the West, they're right there.
0: Ben, we appreciate the time. Good luck with the book. Author of Bubble Ball, national NBA writer for The Washington Post, Ben Goliver, joining us. Thanks, Ben. All
1: right, thank you. All
0: right, DJ and PK, there is a uh, a lot of basketball from Ben Goliver there very quickly. PK, we were talking earlier this morning it's usually, in our mind, two or three teams with a shot at the NBA title. He was a little a little uh, looser with that, saying three or four. And I had two numbers in mind, conservative and uh, a little more wide open. And you hit the conservative number at five. The other number I had in mind was eight. And he pushed it out to nine. That just seems no. like way too many.
2: Uh, I would agree with that. I mean, I don't know who his nine is, although we could probably guess, obviously. Right. Pretty much name them all. That would be great for the league if that was legitimate. Now, ultimately, we're going to say, well, there was really only two because it's going to be the two who play each other. Uh, so, and I think he's an endorser of the league a little bit. So, uh, you know, he makes his living that way. I'm not questioning his integrity at all. If he believes that, so so be it. It's his, his opinion. Uh, but nine, that would be awesome if every year we went into October with that many teams, almost almost a third of the teams, it just I haven't seen it. It's too individually oriented because of just the numbers involved. But it would be great for the league because then that really the thing that's most important that takes a knock, this league I think gets a knock on it more than any other league, is market size seems to matter and market glamour seems to matter not entirely because the Knicks have sucked for so many years they're making a little comeback this year and nothing is bigger than New York we understand that but if you really could have it to where you know the the equivalent of Green Bay in the NBA can be a legitimate contender if you do things the right way that would I would love that for the
1: league
0: it would be cool. It doesn't seem likely. The best players are so important, and they are so good. that, And especially now that they're working together in groups of two or three, it just doesn't seem like, you know. The, the 20th player, there's such a gap between the, the top two or three players and players 18, 20, and 22. There just can't be that many things. I think he had two, well, two things, obviously, because that's my favorite number. Uh, what he said about the hangover from the four teams that got to the conference finals, their short off season I hadn't really considered that. You know, is that what brought down the heat And that? I think where it overlaps is we're seeing more stars injured this year. I don't think the number of injuries is that big a deal, but who it's happening to, that to me is a surprising thing. It is all stars. Oh, it's high-level players.
2: Yeah. Okay, but is it Donovan Mitchell turned his ankle because he played in the bubble? No,
0: I don't buy. I don't attach it to the bubble. I'm saying it's wide open this year because stars are hurt. The three teams that we would normally go to that have the championship a typical championship profile, Durant's been hurt, Harden's okay, hurt, but Kawhi is in and out of the lineup. LeBron but Kawhi, and AD been, are hurt.
2: Kawhi's been in and out of the lineup forever. It seems it does. I mean, he took a whole season off. In essentially. San Antonio. Yep. Yeah. And uh, you know he he would he play in fifty some games in the full season with Toronto, so I mean that's who he is. And LeBron is thirty six years old, so it's going to take a little longer to come back. And Anthony Davis is, has injury issues, so really is it that unusual? And ham, hamstring for Conley? Well, this has been something that's been going on.
0: I think it's opening up the playoffs. I think the injuries are the biggest reason that potentially we're
2: seeing it. opening up,
0: right? It appears to be open now. And you're right, we'll be down to two teams. But if there's a lot of six and seven game series along the way, it'll feel like there really were all these teams with a shot. If teams get knocked out in four or even that gentleman sweep five game deal, then it's not going to feel like they were legit contenders. And one of them, the Lakers with these injuries, I mean, they could be in the play in series and be knocked out.
2: I would disagree in that if it's the five seed, the four seed, the six seed, even if it's a five game series, if we get from the West, the four or five or six seed making the final, then it was open irregardless of how long this individual series is, uh, have, whatever, how long they were lasted. And I, I just don't see there's any way in the East, that that could happen. I mean, I could be wrong. Maybe Miami could catch lightning in a bottle again. I, I don't even know what place they're in. I'd have to double-check it. I think uh, six or seven. Yeah, right. They're way and, down. Right, exactly. Which so, makes their
0: playoff but, path brutal.
2: It does, yeah. So it's, that's why I don't really see it in the East. I see it more in the West because I believe more in the quality of the teams, which is obviously a no-brainer anyway.
0: Miami's seventh on a tiebreaker with Boston. Both teams are 35-31, and 31, tied for sixth and seventh right now. So that's a that's a rough draw right there. You might have to beat the Bucks, Nets, and Sixers in three yeah, consecutive yeah, yeah. series.
2: So I would look to see what seeds, because if we have lower seeds getting to the finals, then it was more open than we thought.
0: DJ PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. All right, you've been working on it. PK, set the table again. we got Jazz tickets to give away in the next segment, and we're going to do it. It's for tonight's game with the Jazz and the Nuggets.
2: Well, in order to win a title, players and coaches and everybody in an organization has to make some level of sacrifice, whether it's your own personal time, if you're a player, uh, for the good of the team, whatever it might be. So we as the fans... And we need to start making some sacrifices because we're just a couple of weeks away from the playoffs. So what are your sacrifices going to be to help the Jazz win the title? Because it's legit. It's real this season.
0: Call 855-340-ZONE during the break. We'll get you lined up. Or use the open mic. Grab your phone. Use our app Use the open mic feature and send us your take, and we will give those tickets away next. Mother's Day is Sunday. Get the best blanket ever. That's also the best gift ever for Mother's Day with Minky Couture. Sandy and her staff do it again for the listeners. Get it right on Mother's Day with their help. They'll give you 50% off now when you mention Zone 50 at a store near you or online at MinkyCouture.com. That's promo code ZONE50. That's Minky Couture for Mother's Day.
3: The The Big Show with Jake Scott and Gordon Monson. Derek Favors with us, 97-5
1: and 12.80 of the zone. So, Derek, 48 and 18 at this point. Is this about what you thought this team was capable of? And in addition to that, do you think this team is capable of
3: going deep into the playoffs, contending for a title for real? No, I think we can definitely make a deep run in the playoffs. And I think we can continue to get better, especially on the defensive end and on the offensive end. I think we haven't reached our full potential yet, especially when Mike comes back, when, when Donovan comes back. You know, I think we'll be a scary team in the playoffs. Catch the big show. Weekdays from 2-7. to Presented by
1: Big O' Tires. The team you trust. On 97.5, 12.80 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network.
0: DJ PK, it is time now to give away some tickets to see the Utah Jazz play the Denver Nuggets tonight. 7 o'clock start. Big game for the Jazz against a team that's rolling and will be either the 3 or 4 seed in the Western Conference playoffs and the team that knocked them out of the playoffs in the bubble last year. PK, It is all about sacrifice for the greater good.
2: It is, man. I mean, geez, just look at me. I've had to sacrifice so much this morning for the good of the show.
0: Laying out during that David Locke cage match.
2: Yeah. Mm, Those pancakes tasted good. (laughs) (laughs) So what's it going to be? What are you going to sacrifice to help the Jazz, you need to do your part to win the ship this year.
0: Let's start with Patrick. Find out what he's willing to give up. Patrick, good morning. Good morning. Eight five five three four zero zone if you want to compete with Patrick. Patrick, what are you going to do?
1: Well, I figured since Joe and Donovan were going to do their baseball type of thing and see who can hit a ball off of Donovan, I will let Joe throw ten pitches at me. I don't even know if he's accurate at all, but I'll try to hit his fastball.
2: Hit Joe's fastball. I don't know. Does Joe have a
1: fastball? I have no idea if he can make it to the plate or if he's just going to be head hunting or what's going to happen. <laughs> you know, the Aussie guy. Don't really know, but I'm I'll, I'm willing to do that. Well, if he okay. can pitch from halfway from the mound. He can go halfway if he wants to us. Be real close.
0: My guess is he hasn't pitched much, which I think PK would tell us then his release point is all over the place, so you better, you better put a helmet on and be ready to move.
1: Well, no. I've, been, I've been practicing the
2: last couple of minutes of dodging a lot. <laughs> his release yeah. point would be he would be a submarine pitcher. You know why? I don't know why. Because he would have to come from down under. He's from, from all down under I should have <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for
0: setting PK up. All right, Patrick, hold on the line. Let's see, see how the competition can. fares. Eight five five three four O Zone or grab the phone, use our app, use the open mic feature and send us your take. Let's go to the open mic. Yock, Gage, what do you have?
3: As an avid sports watcher of at least one event every day of the year, I would sacrifice watching all sports other than Utah Jazz games for a year, if they could win the championship.
0: Ooh, that's a sacrifice. No NFL, no college football. Say goodbye to March Madness. Golf majors, Major League Baseball, right down the line.
2: I mean, I was so starved for sports at this time last year, I watched every second of the seventh round of the NFL draft.
0: Boy, were you bored. <laughs> yes. Ooh, the seventh round of the NFL draft. Wake me <laughs> when it's no over. I'll way. look at Twitter and I'll see where people went.
2: Well, you just want to see where the local guys yep. go at that point. Yep. Uh, but there, or maybe it's uh, Pac-12 guys for me and uh, some Ute fans and all that stuff. But there is no way I could go a whole year without watching sports. I, I, I couldn't even go a week, let alone a year. Are you kidding me? Terrence
0: is up next. Terrence, good morning. Terrence, I like it. Terrence got Live about a half in
2: Silence
0: for the whole year. <laughs> I take a vow of silence.
2: Yes. <laughs>
0: I go to the monastery on the mountaintop and take a vow of silence. All right, Brock's on the phone. 855 340 zone. Brock, what do you have? What are you giving up?
1: Hey, hey guys. Good morning. So, Good morning. Rather than just once a month, I will go without food and drink
3: for every. At the beginning of every series, the Jazz play.
2: Oh, man. Until sundown or what?
1: All day? But is this a hunger strike? Two meals. That's right. No no strength or nourishment at the beginning of every series.
2: Oh, and then you pray for moisture, and then you'll give that the proceeds? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I see where this is going, brother. (laughs) All right, stay on line. We'll see if it works. What was his name? Brock. Okay, got it.
0: Who's up next, Jock? Tyler on the open mic. Tyler, what do you have?
3: What I'm going to do is wear my Jazz jersey every day and not wash it until they win the chip, the championship. Let's go.
0: Two months of BO. Great. <laughs> he didn't say he wouldn't shower. <laughs> well, he's not washing it.
2: I know, but maybe, you know, some a shower and deodorant and cologne could mask it.
0: If I wore the same shirt for two months, you would hate me, PK, and you wouldn't come within 50 yards of me.
2: Uh, well, at least he didn't say the same, uh, same underwear. That would be. That's yeah, really, really gross. disgusting.
0: Austin, good morning.
2: Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, Austin, how are you?
1: Good, how are you? Okay. So uh, I've decided if the Jazz win the championship, I'm going to stop doing things to embarrass my wife. Um, A couple years ago, we were at her grandma's house, and I thought I could juggle, and I tried to juggle some eggs and broke them on her grandma's floor. And she was not very happy with me. So I need to stop doing stupid things to embarrass my wife, and that would be a pretty good incentive for me to to do that.
2: Okay.
0: All right, hold on the line. 855-340-ZONE. Breaking eggs all over Grandma's place. Josh is on the phone. Josh, good morning. For jazz tickets to see the Jazz and the Nuggets, what would you sacrifice to win a jazz championship, an NBA title?
1: Well, I'm a high school student. I'm a senior this year, and I've been growing out this mullet for like a year and a half now, and I would just I buzz my whole head if I could just see this.
2: Ooh man, that's a sacrifice, a whole year's worth of mullet, and you just go a Chrome Dome, huh?
3: Yeah, and it's longer than my dad's when he was in high school.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I like it. Take it right down. I like that. I like that one a lot. All right, stay on the line. You got a shot we got tickets to give away to see the Jazz and the Nuggets tonight. Corey, good morning. You're on the air with DJ and PK. What are you sacrificing to win a championship for the Jazz? I'm
1: sacrificing these, winning these tickets tonight. <laughs> What's that mean? I'll let somebody else get these tickets and go to the game tonight for a championship. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's,
2: that's mighty big of you, man. I
0: like it. <laughs> he hasn't won them yet. I love that. <laughs> What if let's you're get lying to us?
1: Give somebody, give somebody else some tickets and let's get that championship, right?
0: Okay. All right. You really are a team player. Thanks for the call. 855-340-ZONE. Grab the open mic. It's on our app. Use the open mic feature. Send the audio. Y'all can get it on the air. People are flooding in. They want to go to the game. Friday night, no plans. Jazz Nuggets tickets.
2: Who wouldn't want to go? Yeah, right. really.
0: Denver's a great story. I mean, we we focus on you know the team in our backyard, but man, to lose your your second leading scorer and uh, a guy who was dropping fifty in the bubble for you, and you still go ten and two in the next twelve—that's impressive. All right, our last entry. Eric's on the phone. Eric, go ahead.
1: All right. So what I would uh, what I would sacrifice for us. Uh, Utah Jazz Championship, me and my friends already vowed we'd get a tattoo of Joe Ingles right on our thigh if that happens, just because we love the Utah Jazz that much. <laughs>
2: I don't know if I want to wake up and look at Joe every day.
3: <laughs> it's, it's worth the championship, man.
0: <laughs> All right, stay on the line.
2: Maybe Renee, but definitely not Joe. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, shaving the mullet, fasting, getting a Joe Ingles tat.
3: I uh, got some others that jump out at you here? I wrote them all down. So we have Patrick, who is willing to take the fastballs from Ingles, uh, obviously dodging. Brock would say he would fast each series. Uh, Austin would stop embarrassing his wife. Josh is willing to buzz his head after growing that mullet out. Corey is willing to give up tonight's tickets. Eric obviously will get the Ingles tattoo. And our open mic contestants, Gage has given up sports for one year, and Tyler would never wash that jersey until they win it. Hmm. How many do we have? We got two pair here to give away.
2: I'll go the uh, fast and pray guy.
3: Okay, so that means Brock wins one pair. DJ, do you agree with that one? Oh uh, yeah, that's fine. Okay. I think that um,
0: ooh bigger sacrifice. Gage not watching sports I'm saying for, a year. That one, for a year. That that's, one hits home. That's my. Pick. But taking the mullet all the way down to the
3: scalp when you're a teenager. Okay, so I'm going Gage. You're ooh, going. Yeah. You're going that mullet. Knows. So PK, you're the you're the deciding vote on this other pair, Gage or Josh.
2: Which which ones are which? So,
3: Gage is giving up sports for a year. Josh is willing to go Chrome Dome with that mullet. Uh, and how many do we have? We got one pair left. We're giving away we one pair to Brock.
2: How about uh, one one ticket to each, and then they become friends?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could do that, but the Jazz do not allow that currently, with how things are configured in the arena.
0: Random strangers hanging out together through the game. Good <laughs> yeah, but call. You're, you're, good call, dude. Oh, I thought yours was pretty good too, dude.
2: <laughs> you're 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 brought together by your love of the jazz. There, when really, when you think about it, in that arena tonight, there are no strangers. Ah, everybody's, ah, there Everybody's it is. going for, for the same purpose <laughs> to, to have activity and to see the jazz win. Right? Yeah.
0: Who do you want, PK? You uh, got to split the tie. Those are two really so good. So I'm, p- I'm picking both. Well, in the end, yeah. Uh, After you cold. set out the lock interview, we gave you the freebie, so you got the first pick. I thought these I were did. the three strongest ones. I got no, I got no gripes with any of them.
2: I, I'm a little hesitant to have a high school kid shave his head.
0: That's why I think he should get him. That's a huge sacrifice. Okay. That's a. Uh, but but Gage okay. giving
2: us sports for I know, here, But what about can you? Imagine about not the watching parents? any football. Not watching Would any you, football. Would you want your kid to be bald in high school? No. Right. That, that's why. So it's you didn't sacrifice. think of his right, but you're not <laughs> thinking of his parents.
0: I, how can, how can I, I
2: authorize something that may upset? Uh, it's his a parents. minor.
0: It's a minor, and PK feels like a line is being crossed. So we go with Gage then, because to Whatever give up all of football, people watch a lot of football. Our listeners watch a lot of football. Okay,
2: I'll tell okay, you let's what.
0: Do, let's do Gage.
2: What I'll do yeah. is I'll give up soccer for a year.
0: You're the
3: man. What a sacrifice. <laughs> all right, Gage. Let's end Gage. There it is. So, Brock, Gage, I'll be in touch. Thanks for participating, everybody. We'll be back with
0: your feedback next. Stay with us. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.
1: And that's all over almost here. Don't go nowhere.
0: Time for your feedback. Everything you think about today's show, and John just tweeted at us that we blew it. PK, if that dude gives up sports for a year, you loose a listener. Think it through. Signed, the management. They said, "Watch." Right? Say, attend. He might need us more than ever.
3: He's gonna need us to let him know what's going on.
2: Right? Yeah, exactly, man. We'll be his conduit, if you will.
0: You Shasta Trailer says, okay, I'll make my sacrifice. I will give up my date with Anna Kendrick 47 if the Jazz win tonight.
2: Was that the original AK-47?
0: <laughs> no, it's a different AK-47. <laughs> Clint says, if the Jazz could win a championship, I would get a full-length back tattoo of PK's face.
2: Well, uh, for your sake, I hope they don't then. <laughs> you'd never have to look at it. The rest of us would. I think for if the Jazz win the ship, I'm going to give up cheating on my diet.
0: How much weight you think you'd lose if you stopped cheating on your diet?
2: Oh, I'd probably look sickly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Uh, I don't malnourished super skinny yeah. pk i don't think people want to see me at like 170
0: uh let's see we got we got other people uh hitting us up big question today was uh with ernie johnson of tnt picking the jazz to make the nba finals well how about that what do you think of that and to put that up on Twitter, just copy and pasted your, uh, your Facebook question onto Twitter, and that's over 100 likes. People like that a lot. They want the national respect. A guy on a national show thinks the Jazz are going to the finals. Guys yeah, on the show hooted something. and hollered like that was a long shot pick when he said it.
2: Yeah, good. Add more fuel to the fire.
0: You probably hate this stuff. I like to check it out. I'm curious. 538 runs their 10,000 simulations and then gives assigns teams a chance of making the finals and of winning the finals. They have the Jazz as the third best bet to get to the finals and to win it. In the East, the Sixers, a 46% chance of making it and a 24% chance of winning it. And then the Clippers and Jazz real close. They have the Clippers at 35% of making it, 22% of winning it. And the Jazz, 32% chance to get there and an 18% chance to win it. That's uh, it's taking the Jazz pretty seriously right there. It's wide open, so nobody has a great chance of winning. And the Sixers don't even have a, a quarter of the odds, and they're the favorite. Right, right. So it's, they, they've got it wide open. But yeah. considering that it's wide open, they give the Jazz as, as good a chance as anybody. I think it's the horse racing analogy right here. We're at the top of the stretch, PK, and uh, it's like six horses wide. Here they come. Down the stretch they come.
2: Uh, that can be exciting, very much so. Injuries,
0: I think a big factor why the Nets are a 10% chance to win it all and the Lakers 5%. They give the Bucks 8 and the Suns 4. So,
2: Ooh, Suns getting the least amount of respect.
0: Uh, the teams behind the Suns are the Nuggets at 3, the Heat at 2, the Celtics at 1, and everybody else is under a 1% chance. So. Okay. But the Suns are pretty far down the list, considering they are gonna have the best or second best record in the NBA, depending on how these last six games play out, to have the seventh best odds to win the title. Yeah. Seems pretty low. Seems it does at four percent. But it probably goes back to what you said. They are literally counting on so many players who've never been in the playoffs. They've got key guys who have not had a single postseason game and to think they're suddenly gonna win sixteen. That's, you know, the the Warriors are an outlier in that I think they had a, a second round appearance, then a first round out, and then they won the title. They only have three series and only one series under your belt when you win a championship. That is the path less taken. And it's yeah, kind of what the Jazz are doing.
2: I agree with that. It is less taken. But at the same time, if you've been together for multiple years, even in defeat, I think there's it's more plausible to see what that warrior team the first time they won the title minus Durant then expecting to what the Suns can do that's why I think that the Jazz have a legitimate shot because of the fact that they have been together for two seasons and they have experienced something
0: the thing I don't yeah I thing I don't like about these simulations is that human element resolve you know determination toughness under pressure I think that really sure. matters in the NBA playoffs. It really matters a lot. And we've got a flash of it. When Donovan said at the start of the year, or the end of last year or start of this year, whatever it was, because there wasn't much time in there, and he said, we're done going out in the first round, right? It shows this mm-hmm. resolve, this determination. But what he didn't say is, we're winning it. Nothing else is acceptable. And I think that's when you see the Kenny Smiths of the world saying, hey, they got a chance to get deep. They're better. They got a chance to get deep, but you need the scars along the way before you win it all. You know, he won it all, and the Rockets went through some of that. Shaq won it all, and certainly his Laker teams went through that. Um, you know, Barkley went through that and never won it all and ran into Jordan in the finals with his best chance. So I, I get that there's this level of resolve to get through the first round. Now, even though he didn't say it publicly, is there that same level of resolve deeper in the playoffs? Because they're going to need it if they're going to pull it off.
2: There is this year, but, I mean, he has three years of scars. He's lying on the floor. Now it's the first round, yep. but would have hurt more if it was the second or third round? Would he Would he just roll on the floor, lie on the floor longer? And it looked pretty painful in the moment. And that's something I appreciate rather than, oh, whoop to doo and now i got some time off, get out of here, and go live my life with my millions. So I want to see these guys be hurt. And it hurt Mitchell, and, and Mitchell has grown up, man. And he knows what it's about. You want to be part of the – you want any form of a legacy. You've got to win titles. You don't want to be in that group. Who's the best player never to win a title? I mean, uh, nobody wants to be in that group. The guys who are in that group don't want to be in that group.
0: True story. Well, we got a lot of reaction here from people about uh, about Ernie Johnson picking, it, picking the Jazz, and uh, – It was all over the place. John, I'd support that. Uh, Nancy, well, let's not disappoint now. Go Jazz. Um, Alex says they have a lot of fun on TNT, especially when they troll Laker and Clipper fans. Were they trolling, or was he legit? That's his legit pick. Uh,
2: Well, having watched it, I don't know for sure, but I don't think it was a troll.
0: I don't think it was. I think... uh, when you write it down, I think they're going to go back to it. I think they're going to use it to launch another segment. And nobody wants to be right when they're getting checked a couple weeks. Or, no one, excuse me, no one wants to be wrong. Everyone wants to be right when you're getting checked a couple of weeks down the line. If you say it and throw it out, it can kind of go away in the moment, you know? As a, as a former newspaper guy, that was always the thing. Like, a mistake on radio or TV, if you're not listening to that second, it kind of goes away. You put it in the paper, and people say, what? They got that wrong? And then they look at it, and the, there's something about writing it down that makes it more permanent and makes people more accountable.
2: That's the great thing about the newspaper industry going in the tank. If you make a mistake, you can just call the editor on the Internet. Hey, could you fix that? Right? <laughs> <It's> <laughs> technology, baby. Believe me, I've called Josh Furlong a time or two at KSL. <laughs> hey, could you correct this? <laughs> Couldn't do so that he at the it trip. brought my attention. They're not going to run uh, another. It's, you got to wait until the next day, and you got to suffer it. Yeah, So, but those days are gone.
0: All right, there you go. That is the week that was. We got two Jazz games before we get back together here Monday morning. The Jazz and the Nuggets tonight should be a really good game. Well, a very competitive game. Some of you may not find that enjoyable. Some of you may prefer bringing in a team like Houston, a team the Jazz should win big. Jazz will be going back-to-back, so we'll see how that plays out. But they're both home games. And Houston, uh, once they traded Harden, they pretty much gutted the team. They moved Westbrook. So they're piling up the losses. I would expect that the – the Jazz will roll right through that, but you know what happens when you assume.
2: Well, no matter what happens tonight, you get a chance to see the presumptive MVP in the league. Yeah. That's good unto itself.
0: The Rockets are playing the Bucks in Milwaukee, and they will be going back-to-back with after a long flight. Uh, but at least they're going uh, east-to-west, so they won't get in at like 3 a.m. But you're right, it's Jokic tonight, the Joker, and uh, he's been putting on a show this year, night after night after night. All right, we will see you again here Monday morning, 6 to 10 on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.